Hi, David. The excitement of the US elections was followed by positive news on a COVID vaccine. Is the vaccine news a game changer for markets? Hi, Alex. Yes. So the Pfizer and uh, BioNTech you know, announced their first results of their phase three trial of their two dose vaccine and found it to be 90% um, effective with no serious side effects. Um, Dr. Fauci, the leading US public health official, described the results as extraordinary. Um, and, you know, we need to remember that this is the, if you like, the first evidence that a vaccine for COVID is possible. Um, it may well have been consensus that there would be uh, a vaccine, but there was a tail risk that these trials would fail and that uh, you know, more development and research would be um, required. Uh, there's still some unknowns about the vaccine, including how long lasting it proves to be. Um, is it you know, similarly effective across all age groups? Um, there's obviously gonna be big uh, logistical challenges for the distribution of a vaccine um, that's actually gonna be stored and transported at minus uh, 70 degrees uh, centigrade. Um, that said, Pfizer have indicated that uh, it could manufacture 1.3 billion doses in um, 2021. But you know, despite some of these unknowns, as I say, I think the Pfizer-BioNTech um, announcement confirms that there is a vaccine to COVID um, and that we're likely to get positive announcements from other vaccine trials that are using you know, similar um, you know, viral uh, technology and hopefully with similarly high um, efficacy rates. Um, the uh, Pfizer vaccine is expected to be submitted to US and EU regulators by the third week of November and you know, could even be approved on an emergency basis for frontline workers and vulnerable groups before year end. To your point about you know the market reaction, it was it was pretty dramatic and I think pretty insightful as well. Um, you know, equity markets generally moved higher, especially in uh, Europe, with value and cyclical assets such as banks and those most severely affected by the pandemic, such as you know airlines, entertainment, hospitality, the biggest gainers. While the you know long duration growth stocks, so the tech stocks and the uh, sort of stay-at-home winners, such as online shopping and home entertainment companies, closed lower. Uh, government bond yields moved, you know, higher. There was quite a big uh, move in U.S. Treasuries, 10 to 15 basis points. Uh, credit spreads, especially on high yield, narrowed, and and emerging market assets rallied. Uh, emerging market currencies gained against the uh, U.S. Uh, dollar. So. We had a bit of a sort of rerun of the reflation trade that was at least partially unwound following the US election result and the failure of the Democrats to secure control of the um, Senate. You know, but you know, the biggest moves in terms of the market reaction were in those sectors and names that would benefit most from reopening of economies that would arise from having a vaccine. So it was travel, hospitality and leisure. And with the rally in risk markets post the US election, and now with the vaccine news, can it continue? And what are the broad asset implications? My own view is that you know the risk, the, the rally in risk assets can continue into year end. Though you know, I think that there you know are some downside risks, and and, and certainly there will be some bumps along the road. Um, I, th- I think the efficacy rate of the vaccine of ninety percent is you know much higher than I think had been. 
um, expected. And it does suggest that, you know, once this vaccine and other vaccines are, are rolled out, that it's going to be quicker getting to so-called herd immunity. And, you know, therefore, the, the economic recovery will be sooner and, and more complete than had been previously anticipated. Um, I do think the rally, you know, will continue to be led by those sectors that have lagged the broader market since the sell-off back in uh, March, April, and which have been most severely affected and depressed by the virus and, and social distancing. Um, I'm, I'm sceptical that government bond yields can go meaningfully higher from where we are today. Uh, you know, maybe the 10-year Treasury yield can get to, say, you know, one and a quarter points. Uh, but I think there will be pushback from central banks until the path to normalisation and a complete economic recovery is more firmly um, established. Um, I think emerging market assets are well-placed to perform pretty strongly. Um, you know, they've lagged uh, the rally since the sell-off in, in March. I think they have uh, the, the most attractive valuations, the most to benefit uh, from a global reflation theme and, you know, continuation of the dovish Fed stance and, and reduced trade and political risk from a Biden uh, presidency. And in terms of credit, I think, you know, the, the, the market will favour lower rated and COVID hit, hit sectors. Um, I think that tends to favour high yield and bank subordinated debt over investment grade. Although I think even with investment grade, I think spreads will uh, continue to grind tighter into year end. You've just mentioned bumps in the road. Where could they come from? Well, I, I think the answer to that really is the virus and from policy mistakes. Uh, you know, the Northern Hemisphere is in the midst of another wave of uh, COVID infections. We've, we've obviously seen renewed lockdowns um, across Europe. And, and the US is in the midst of its third wave um, of, of the virus. Um, daily new cases in the US are accelerating, you know, pretty sharply. Uh, the seven day, you know, average is now running at more than 125,000 new confirmed cases per day. Um, hospitalizations uh, with the virus are back up to 65,000 uh, nationwide. So that's actually the peak they reached in the first two waves. And that's going to be going to continue to, to, to rise. Um, deaths, uh, thankfully, are still pretty low, uh, but they are starting to rise also. Um, and on the current trajectory of the virus, you know, hospital capacity, you know, could be overwhelmed in uh, a number of, uh, you know, states and, and, and cities by the time that President-elect Biden takes office. Uh, we're actually seeing some uh, states you know, particularly in the northeast of the United States, starting to impose new social distancing um, restrictions. And I think more likely to follow, though I, I don't think we're going to get as stringent a sort of lockdowns as, as we see currently in place across um, Europe. But, you know, fiscal support is waning. Um, the virus is accelerating. And I think there will be an impact on uh, the US uh, economic recovery over the uh, coming months, despite what's generally been you know, pretty positive data coming out of the US, including last week's October payrolls report. Um, yeah, President Trump has not yet conceded uh, the election. Um, and, and I think that makes the likelihood of a fiscal package before year end you know, pretty low, in my opinion. Um, so I think there may be some complacency in markets 
in the sense that they're sort of wholly discounting any economic weakness into year end and the, and the latest virus uh, wave in, in anticipation of the vaccine rollout and fiscal stimulus e early next year. So, you know, I think there's a, you know, there's, there's some tension there. Um, and, you know, one of the concerns or downside risks, I think, going into 2021 is, you know, monetary fiscal support is withdrawn too quickly. And, and if that's the case, then I think, you know, the economic scars from the pandemic could prove to be deeper and longer lasting. Um, you know, and, and, and the rotation that we're seeing in the market, you know, favouring reflation, reopening um, sort of assets, uh, could itself be a source of uh, market volatility, particularly if it leads to a, you know, sustained and more rapid uh, move higher in uh, bond yields. And, and finally, of course, there could be unexpected delays in the approval of a vaccine or in its rollout. And, and it's uncertain what the public take up of the vaccine will be. But I mean, I think to conclude, you know, look, the vaccine news is, is I think, you know, so evidently good news it's it's kind of light at the end of the tunnel for all of us but i but i think the market is right to at least partially price in a stronger and more complete economic recovery in 2021 but you know stuff happens and as always i think investors should continue to be selective and disciplined in their approach and you know avoid being uh, complacent thanks for your time david thank you alex this podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, registered with the US Securities and Exchange Commission and the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission, and is a member of the National Futures Association. This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties, as defined by the FCA only, and should not be relied upon by any other category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice, and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except for suitant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials, the offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay. The investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. 
Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, Registered Office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K3JR, Partnership Registered in England and Wales, number OC370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.